Hello friends, welcome to today's episode. This is going to be a continuation of my talk on peace that I started last night. Um, if you hear a little bit of noise in the background, just keep in mind that I am like doing my skincare routine and putting on my makeup because I kind of have to multitask. Um, today is a busy day, so it's just what I gotta do to get this in. And I don't really recommend multitasking, but more often than not, it's just kind of what we have to do at times to make sure that we get everything done. So it is what it is, right? Um, I realized that you could hear our dog barking in the background. Every now and then you're probably going to hear some background noises in my podcast episodes. It's just typical. So I apologize if it's distracting. It distracts me too sometimes, but you kind of just go with the flow, right? So yeah. All right. Peace. When I think of peace, I think of, as I was mentioning last night, not feeling anxious, not having any worries, just being really happy and content at where I'm at in the present moment. And that's not something we can always achieve, and that is very temporary, right? Peace is not something that we can latch on to for forever like it's not a state of mind that we can try to obtain through meditation or whatever that's a very new agey idea it's not safe to do that because you're opening up bad spirits let's just say um and it's not not safe to tamper with anything like that at all it's not safe for your soul a lot of people think that they can achieve peace of mind by you know buying and using crystals or um all these things that are very against what the church teaches so today's episode is going to be about okay how can we redefine what it means to have a a calm state of mind because as Catholics we shouldn't be or even like you know whether you're a Catholic or not you shouldn't be tampering with these things it's not safe for your soul and um, it's just really important that you protect your soul And this opens up a window for evil to enter in instead of peace. And a lot of the times it will present itself in a peaceful, kind, okay way. And that's what society wants you to believe when you think of these things. But it's it's not right at all. It's the complete opposite of that. So just keep that in mind because a lot of the times we try to achieve peace of mind by meditating, doing yoga and stuff. I never ever entered that world, plan on never doing so because I know what the church teaches about that and it's not safe. I say do your research, 
get some good Catholic knowledgeable people um, and read their their um, thoughts on that because I can't just like preach and expect you to believe just me and if that's something you're really intrigued by or you disagree with me then go and do your own research but that it's true Um, priests have talked about it Um, people who have tampered in the new age movement and have returned to christianity have talked about it like i think i mentioned this before but there was a lady in a podcast episode i was listening to in the car um with my mom and she was a part of that new age movement and she you know thought that if i just said jesus loved me and if i believed it and you know all those things i i was a true christian and i was allowed to tamper with other religions and all that all that because a lot of the times people think that we need to respect all religions and say that all religions are equal and we know that that is not true you know as much as we like to sugarcoat things and make people feel better about themselves and we don't like calling them out all religions are not equal we know that the catholic church is the one true church because that's the church that jesus instituted it says that okay in the bible before the protestants stole it from us right and they started to try to change it so just be careful what you are doing in your spiritual life so this is kind of a warning (laughs) you know like if you know someone who does that if you participate in that if you find it appealing you think that it's tempting to do just throwing that out there so you know okay so now that i've gotten that out of the way Let's talk about peace in the eyes of the church and dive a little bit deeper. I kind of did an introduction to that. Basically, don't tamper with evil things and know that that's not going to bring you peace of mind. It's not going to bring anyone peace of mind. In fact, it's this false state of peace and Christianity. Um, And you're basically, when you participate with those things and you... um, I guess support those things it's almost as if you're supporting like the devil (laughs) so don't do it okay don't do it um because it's actually the devil's doings okay and I bet you're probably thinking well that's a bit much but it's the truth so don't don't tamper with it that's not going to bring you peace of mind I just wanted to lay that out there You can disagree with me, you can argue with me, but that's what I believe in, that's what the church teaches, and I will stand firm in that. So, there you have it, folks. Um, But when I'm thinking of peace of mind in terms of, like, what the Catholic Church teaches, I think of a sense of, of hope, of joy, a full surrender to the Lord because that's what we're called to do and anything that we're doing to serve God and draw closer to him is going to bring us peace in the long run 
So I mentioned that the saints are a good example of this. So when we think of how do we strive to have peace in our lives and how do we strive to have hope in our lives, the saints are just such an amazing guide. And I will just keep on saying that over and over and over and over and over again. But I really, really think so. And it's super important that we have guides, that we have people that we look up to because it does help shape who we are as individuals, as Catholics. So I just really encourage you to read the lives of the saints or, um, you know, ask for certain saints' intercession when you're overcoming certain vices and trials because... I'm telling you, more often than not, they've gone through what you have gone through. At least some saint has gone through what you are going through. So it's that sense of, I am not alone. Like, you have these friends in heaven, basically, that you can call on this fun little hotline. And then they take your message to God directly. Isn't that cool? Like, that's what intercessory prayer is. And we can do that any moment of any day. Same thing for how we can reach out to God any moment of any day where it's not like we're ever unworthy of his love and of his mercy. And I think the more and more we start to realize that, the more and more we will turn to him in moments of distress and and find that peace of mind and really just fully surrender ourselves over to him so just really work on trying to forgive yourself and trying to ask god for forgiveness you know turn to the sacraments um and make sure that you're just actively striving towards the lord and how do you do that? Well, you, tr- you pray regularly, um, you make sacrifices, you, you talk to God as a friend, you know, you read the Bible, it's a beautiful just vessel of truth and goodness, um, And we know that God has given us faith and revelation to believe in him and what the church teaches and use them as guides. So maybe dive deeper into your catechism, into church teachings, into the Bible. But we know that the Bible isn't like the only vessel of truth and the only guide in our faith. And even though it's a very important guide, it's not the only guide in our faith. And so just being very aware of what the church teaches and I guess implementing certain like things into your routine can really help you to to achieve this sense of, oh, I got all these powerful weapons in the back of my pocket. You know, like, Mary talked about the power 
of the rosary and the power of prayer. So our weapon of choice for the day is, a, I guess you could say it's a rosary, but it could also be prayer. But I'm going to say the rosary. That's our weapon of choice for the day because of the sole fact that it makes the enemy quake, guys. He hates Mary. He hates Mary. And I think (laughs) that it's really sad, but it almost seems like non- Sorry, guys. Somebody was asking me a question, and- I feel like this is all over the place and I'm kind of repeating myself, but our weapon of choice is a rosary, okay? Because Mary talked about how powerful that that is, how powerful of a weapon it truly is and how it can really, really change lives. And when we pray it for people, for our nation, for an end to abortion, for special intentions, becomes an even more powerful weapon against the enemy. And we need to have those weapons in our back pocket because society is very worldly, is very secular, will try to convince you of certain things, just like how I talked to about how there's the whole new age movement that tries to convince you that these things are good, that they bring you peace of mind and all that. But in reality, it's opening up evil, opening up a window where evil can enter through and we don't want that at all. There's this false sense of security. There's false prophets, people who put themselves on a pedestal and don't don't really um acknowledge God it's more of like oh what can I get out of this what kind of can attention can I gain from this um a lot of preachers and those who do uh talks in the Protestant world are false prophets because they preach against the word at times and they also are abusing truth by saying oh well these books of the bible don't imply like apply to what we believe in therefore we should just take it out because we have the power to do that. No, you don't. Like, the church has those passages, those books for a reason, and we're supposed to use that to to grow in our faith. And it's really sad when we have these people out there that are saying oh no that doesn't that doesn't comply with what we believe in therefore it's not it's not true but you can't just go around saying what is true and what's not true and lead people astray and 
oftentimes there are people that will like say talk about their testimonies in a very false light so that's another area you have to be very careful about oh my gosh guys i got really excited because there we have cardinals that come in our backyard every now and then even in our front yard and i just saw one from my window and it made me really excited because anytime I see a cardinal I immediately think of cardinals in the church and I just think it's super cool because I'm always like oh there's a little sign from God and it always puts a smile on my face um and it's very fitting for our talk about Catholicism our weapons against evil how that is very important in finding peace and protection because we really need to I apologize again, guys, but we really need to um, have these weapons. We need to protect ourselves because that is ultimately what can bring us peace at the end of the day because we know that we're serving God. We're doing what's right and just. We are not tampering with anything that is evil, anything that's damaging to our souls. And by doing that, we are protecting our souls, but we are going to bring more peace into our lives and I think that's an important step of allowing God to bring peace into your life is by letting go of worldly things, worldly ideas, secular ideas and opinions and stepping back and asking yourself, well does this glorify God? Does this I guess does this Man, why am I struggling with words today? <laughs> Does this lead me further away from God? Is this something that is going to be damaging for my soul? You have to ask yourself these questions, especially when you are doing secular things such as yoga that is very against what the Catholic Church teaches. And so many people will try to justify that it's Oh, it's not, it's not doing anything unless you're meditating or um, thinking about certain things, but it does actually. There was this lady in the, who was a part of the New Age movement and ended up converting to Christianity again, and she said that the poses that, they, that you do in yoga are actually the poses that, the, and this was like, I don't know how this who found this out i don't i wouldn't want to be the person who found this out okay are actually the poses that different poses that the devils that the devil does and evil spirits i guess perform whenever they're in an act of like killing and attacking souls isn't that really scary yeah, guys, it there there's this stuff out there, and I know you're probably thinking, oh, this girl's totally wacko and overreacting. Do your research. I don't want to be the one who looks that up for you guys, but I'm saying that based off of somebody who tampered in that world and probably saw things and came to a conclusion that this is not right. This is not helping me grow in my faith. This is not bringing me peace of mind. It's this false sense of peace of mind um so basically our biggest one of our biggest weapons is prayer and 
being steadfast in what we believe in and being willing to defend that being willing uh being willing to not be judged and to always stand at the front line for god you know we're called to be soldiers of christ and by doing that we we are laying our lives down just like he laid his life down for us and we're all called to do that in various ways by serving our neighbor by um helping those in need by abandoning ourselves looking outside of ourselves and turning towards the lord because he's that perfect example of transcendence that we need to imitate and i think it could bring so much peace of mind knowing that we are doing what we should be doing and that is fighting for what is good and right and just and true what the lord wants us to do and at the end of the day you know like we have to ask ourselves okay did i do that was i a soldier of christ was i putting on the armor of christ was i using the gifts i received in the sacrament of confirmation the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, and don't be afraid to, we still have those gifts in our hearts, but we lose sight of that, you know, knowledge, wisdom, fear of the Lord, all those wonderful gifts. Ask the Holy Spirit for the the strength to fight against what is evil and what is unjust and have that courage to stand up for what is true you know don't be afraid to um repost that blog post about why abortion is so wrong don't be afraid to repost this conservative um article or something don't be afraid to share what you know is true what you know complies with the catholic church because often we think that oh this is going to be this is probably going to make me anxious if i share this with people because then people are going to come at me attack me and that's why we become chickens and we're too afraid to speak the truth and to share what is true and we have these perfect opportunities to do that especially through social media um because if we're going to use social media why not use it in a way to inform people and to help people to see what is good, what is true, what is just, um, and do things that glorifies God because it's become such a secular thing that could lead us further away that opens, again, it opens up a window for evil in our lives. Social media does that. Um, The enemy uses it against people, especially women, and I mean like teenagers in, in particular, um, by giving them an idea of, like a false idea of beauty, a false idea of, um, you know, being loved. So just, again, everything, like when you spend time on social media, do it in moderation. But if you've been spending a lot of time on there and you feel that it's not helping you grow closer to God, I say limit your time on there. Moderation is key. And find ways to share the truth and to not be ashamed. Because I think we, 
as I said, we are too afraid to share certain things because we know that people are going to attack us and come at us and that makes us scared and anxious and we think it's just easier to not do it and just be like, oh, whatever. Um, but it's it's not. It's not what God wants us to do. <laughs> we shouldn't be like screaming in people's faces and throwing information at them. Um, then we're being the same as those peaceful rioters. Keep in mind that that was in <laughs> um, quotation marks, peaceful rioters. <laughs> um, just, just know that there, there's a difference between like throwing something at someone's face and kindly sharing something with someone that you think might be beneficial that could touch someone in some sort of way. Um, And God will give you that peace of mind. He will send the Holy Spirit to say the things that you need to say in that situation and ask God for the gift to be able to do so, the gift to be able to say, you know what? If it is your will for me to speak to people who disagree with me, I ask that you will help me to be patient with them. I ask that you will help me to speak the truth with love because that that's what we're called to do. Um, and we're all children of God and we all deserve respect and God will give you that peace of mind in a situation like that. Basically, this whole episode on peace is basically talking about the importance of having your your spiritual weapons for war because that's what is going to um, help you to maintain peace and surrender and trust in the Lord in those moments where you feel like you're being spiritually attacked or you're being attacked physically by words or by actions, by the actions of others in a negative way. Um, because people will abuse the truth and that's why we have things such as false prophets and, um, you know, an antichrist, all these things, because people will try to twist things, will try to convince you, oh, this will bring you peace of mind. No, you're opening up a door for evil in your life and you need to avoid that one powerful, very, 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 very powerful prayer next to the rosary is the St. Michael prayer. So I try to pray the St. Michael prayer, the angel of God prayer every day. I try to do that every day at least once because St. Michael, mm, another wonderful saint that literally makes the devil quake. So that, and I also like to think of like St. George, like he's, he's a very powerful saint against evil and so is St. Benedict. So if you feel like you're being spiritually attacked or if you really want to protect yourself and your soul, kind of bring you a little bit more peace of mind, wear a St. Benedict medal. Get it blessed by a priest, wear a St. Benedict medal and also wear a scapular. I'm wearing my scapular right now. Make sure that it's blessed by a priest. I think there's a certain way that you can do that. You actually have to be enrolled to wear a scapular, but ask a priest about that if you don't know. They know better than I do about that, but I was enrolled several years ago with my family. Um, And I think it's even better when you can do it with someone else because um, it makes it more special and it also just makes it more powerful because when two or more are gathered in my name, like I am with them, that's what what God said. So 
if you can get enrolled with your entire family that would be super awesome but if that's not an option just go and get enrolled um, ask a priest about it um, I'm trying to think whether or not you have to be Catholic to be enrolled that's something I still haven't researched yet but if you want some help with that if you want me to help research that with you I'd be glad to do that um, but yes do that you can even um, attach different metals to your scapular um, we have done that before you can even buy scapulars with metals attached to them so a lot of them will have a little mini crucifix on them mine doesn't have any metals on it anymore but um, I do really want to put a Saint Benedict medal and a miraculous medal the miraculous medal is very powerful as well um, Our Lady appeared to Saint Catherine Labore and gave her the miraculous medal and she told her all the stuff about that so pretty darn cool um, my sister shares her name like that's her namesake so very awesome saint very special saint in our household so um, look up Saint Catherine Labore you can learn about that story I think another great way to find peace in your spiritual life is to have sacramentals because they're not this thing that we pray to or we worship but they're something that help us pray that help us reflect on the life of Christ um, think about stained glass windows think about the stations of the cross think about statues prayer cards holy water all these things that a lot of people will look at and say oh my gosh are you worshiping these things like no we're not um I mean, I bet there are some Catholics who have done that, though. You have to realize that there comes a point where it's like, okay, are you really worshiping the statue or are you just using it as a form of prayer? Um, so just keep that in mind. Some people will abuse that. As with anything, people will abuse truth, as I'm trying to talk about in this episode. But the sacramentals are given to us by the church for a reason. And they're very, very, very powerful. So I have this little prayer corner I made in my room. I would recommend making a little prayer corner or a little prayer table or some sort of place where you can kind of retreat to in prayer. Honestly, you can pray anywhere. So this is just a little spot I like to have. It's like my Mama Mary corner because she's in a corner of my room. I have like a pillow over here. I have um, a beautiful painting of mama mary i have a crucifix and this crucifix has um saint benedict medal on it so very powerful i have a saint francis xavier cabrini um candle and it has a prayer on it i have a little rosary case and another one i have this little prayer block thingy so you know all those little paperweights it's basically a paperweight but it's a little block and it has different prayers on it so I just have that there I have a little mini um, Mary statue I have two things of holy water I have a Saint Joseph statue I have a Saint Lucy medal and Our Lady of Guadalupe candle I have three prayer guards a Saint Therese of Lisieux one which actually is a third class relic I think 
Hold on. Yeah, the piece of cloth has been touched to a relic, so it's a third class relic, and it has a little spot on the front of it, and it has a prayer to St. Therese. Um, pretty darn cool. There's a St. Dymphna prayer card. She's actually the patron's, patron saint of those with anxiety and depression and mental illnesses, so pretty cool. Um, and there's Venerable Fulton J. Sheen prayer card. Amazing man. Oh, I love him. I love him. Um, and then I have these two beautiful little um, icon artwork thingies. They're not icon. It's not like that style, but there's one of the Hoy family. Um, they're like wooden pictures, super pretty, holy family. And then I have one that kind of shows Jesus's life, kind of some the mysteries that you ref reflect and pray on in the rosary, like the cross shows it. Um, my friend Ella gave me those, shout out to Ella. Um, I love those little pieces of artwork. It just, they're just so beautiful and I love having them in my prayer corner. Um, such a special birthday gift. I love it. Because they were kind of my inspiration in those key pieces I that kind of inspired me to have a prayer corner. So I was very thankful for those. And then on my nightstand, I have this Mary book. It's called The Blessed Mother. And it has poems about the Blessed Virgin Mary. It has prayers, Bible verses, hymns. It's It's beautiful, guys. Artwork. I love it. I got it for confirmation i believe um and then i have a little relic i have a little relic of the saint and it's in french somebody gave it to us and it's marie de la de la incarnation and there's a little relic pretty cool has a picture it's like metal i have a tiny bit of this exorcism blessed water holy water another powerful thingy guys not thingy i shouldn't be calling it a thingy but get exorcism blessed holy water salt and um holy oil those are very very powerful um spiritual weapons you guys can use i'm just kind of giving you ideas to kind of grow your your little spiritual selection your collection or whatever um i have lots of medals on here um I have the St. Jude statue that a priest gave to me. I'll have to tell you guys that story. Um, maybe next episode that has a really special story behind that. There's a lot of special signs that happened on my 16th birthday. And St. Jude and St. Martha were involved. So pretty darn cool. And then I have this sleeping St. Joseph statue, which I think I've mentioned before. Um, and then I have a stack of like different books here a lot of them are religious books or like journals and whatnot so I like having those on my nightstand as well and then I also have this um prayer card that has a memorari on it even though I have it memorized I still like to have it there you know just because um and then above that I have this little beautiful wooden piece of like artwork with a quote that my friend made me for my birthday and the quote is, a faithful friend is a sturdy shelter. Whoever finds one has found a treasure. A faithful friend is beyond price. There is no measuring his worth. Ecclesiasticus um, 6, 14 through 16. I love that. 
it's just it's so pretty she did such an amazing job shout out to abigail if you're listening to this i love it so so much and i look at it a lot and it makes me happy the flowers the pretty calligraphy like well i guess it's not calligraphy but like kind of but the pretty hand the handwriting the artwork all of that super super pretty and i just love it um and then on my bed because i have this little my bed frame is actually a bookshelf and on it i have i have like this um holy family um picture thing and i also have my confirmation candle as well um and then i have this little photo grid board thingy that has some saint quotes on it um and a little painting i did of my confirmation saint mother cabrini um i want to talk about mother cabrini in one of my episodes because oh i love her she's like my sister in heaven and she even like showed me signs like god allowed her to show signs um it's kind of crazy. I always call it one of my mini miracles. I have, uh, I have several mini miracles that I like to share with people. Um, yeah, I have that, and I have this saint quote artwork that my friend gave me. Um, be courageous, fear nothing, and you will not be dispo- disappointed. St. John Paul II. I, I love that one. And I also have a Bible verse here, the last one I'm going to share, because this is a very powerful Bible verse, something that you need to keep in mind. Um, It kind of goes well with this episode. So, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. 1 Timothy 4.12 Oh, such a powerful Bible verse. I have this purity ring that I got, um, 8th grade like with my for my eighth grade graduation and engraved on the inside of the purity ring is that quote and not that quote that that bible verse um because it talks about how we are called to go against society go against the societal norms and to show god's love and be reflection of god's love by setting example and speech in conduct and love and faith and in purity. Purity is very important because uh, that's another topic I think I should talk about. Um, why it's important to pray for your sp- future spouse to save yourself, bef- you know, for marriage. I know I've talked about this before, but I want to talk about it a little bit more deeper. And why I even, whenever I got my purity ring. That was, a, that was a commitment that I made to God and my future spouse. And I even wrote it down. Like, it came with a card. And so it came with a prayer. And then it came with this little card where you had to read it. Like, I, Allison. And then it's kind of like this um, commitment to the Lord and to your future spouse that you're making. You sign it and you put the date on it. You could probably like find something similar to that online um but or just pray that say you know pray to the lord you know i'm committing myself to you in my singleness you know i am going to always know that you are my true groom like our the lord is our true bridegroom and we are his bride um 
and we are called to recognize that and that doesn't change even when we are you know married but it's just really important to kind of make that a more more of a commitment um, and ask for the grace to be able to save yourself from marriage and all that because that's not something people do these days but just be a good example for anyone and everyone be a walking example of what is true and right and just everything that that bible verse states um that's what god wants of us so this is a kind of lengthy episode but it's something that i have a lot of opinions on because there's a lot of false ideas of you know what is true what is okay what is normal in our society and people think oh it'll bring you more peace of mind an example of that too is um i was reading that book um the princess guy by janessa something um and i talked about this in my you know singleness episode that i made last week and in this um in this particular part of the book she talks about how a lot of the times people will like to live um, with someone before marriage because they think that, oh, it's going to bring me more peace of mind knowing that I can stand to be around this person and I can live with this person. So that they try to justify that. They think it's going to bring them peace of mind by living with someone or having sex before marriage because they think, oh, okay, like... I will have more peace of mind when I'm in marriage because then I'll know this is the one person. No, like that, that's not true. If anything, you are abusing that and um, the enemy will use that against you and that and your loved one in marriage. Um, and when you go into marriage with that and you have these false expectations, you'll get really bored really upset and unfulfilled very fast so there's an example of an idea in our society that is normal that people say oh this will bring you a peace of mind no it won't it will actually end up damaging a relationship and most of the time those people don't even end up getting married or don't even end up lasting very long in marriage so it's very 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 important to save yourself for marriage because it's more it's a more powerful union and when you're not going into marriage with lots of sin um and with an unhealthy relationship you know like if you're avoiding that your marriage will be very strong and long lasting and blessed by the lord so it's not like he's going to punish you if you do those things god will always forgive you and if you change your and it's very important that you change your mindset and realize those things and you help others to realize those things as well um but we are called to to protect ourselves and to cherish ourselves and our souls and guard our hearts and that's an important part of growing up is realizing that you don't have to do certain things to fit in with the societal norms like you don't have to do that 
who says you have to fit in. We're called to stand out for the Lord. So those are my messy, jumbled up opinions and ideas and thoughts that the Lord has put on my heart this morning. And I hope that it was helpful in some sort of way. Thank you for tuning in and stay tuned for next time.